1: wash my hands of this weirdness
0: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix radio show it is Wednesday August 19th we're your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy crazy world look who's back it is my co-host Tony Sanfilippo Tony welcome back
3: Hey, thanks. Uh, It's good to be back. Uh, Thank you, Tim Nidell, for filling in, man. Awesome to see you on the show. Hope we can get you on more often. That was a lot of
0: fun. Most definitely, yeah. It'd be great to have all three of us on at the same time. Uh, That way we can talk some even more geeky, nerdy stuff.
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Yesterday's Rank It was uh, a lot of fun to actually have uh, three people again versus just me versus you versus the audience, which that is fun having another person in the dynamic is uh, is a lot of fun there too yeah
0: slightly different dynamic but uh you know it's always a good time and uh we are definitely glad you are back tony for another full episode of the christian phoenix radio show um you flew back from uh idaho i was gonna say indiana there for a second and uh, (laughs)
3: indiana you know it's so funny this whole trip someone's like so you're going to iowa uh, oh, you're going to Ohio? I'm like, no, Idaho. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: Idaho, the potato state. The potato state, exactly. And, and famous potatoes. There you go. Did you have any potatoes while you were there?
3: I did. I had some tater tots at a uh, a place called Holy Cow, some restaurant in Nampa. It was uh, it was pretty good. The burger wasn't uh, the greatest burger in the world. It was good. Um, well, they're not. And, they're not uh, the
0: burger state. They're the potato state.
3: They are, they are the potato state. Um, and my friend's dad wanted to take me to Boise Fry Company, which was a French fry place where it's more about the French fries. Unfortunately, time didn't allow that. And while I was driving, I, f- I had already eaten lunch, but uh, I drove past uh, Good Burger. <laughs> Home of the Good Burger, how am I take your order? So I took a picture of it. I actually would have loved to have tried it just to say I've eaten a Good Burger. Right.
0: <laughs> that would yeah. have been awesome. <laughs> all yeah, right.
3: man. Idaho was awesome. So
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's kick things off as I do every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, uh, Jesse does this all the time. I don't know if you have, but uh, do you ever order anything? Could be online. Could be on QVC. More than likely online. And forget you've ordered it until it arrives.
3: Uh, actually, yeah, on Amazon, yeah. I got... Uh, I don't know if you can see it in the camera kind of in this corner over here, but there's a little baby Yoda and he's holding a little coffee mug. Um, I forgot I ordered that thing. Oh gosh. Back in April, maybe like they did pre-orders on him, And I was just like, Oh, that's, that's a cute Funko pop. I'll order. That was eight bucks. So ordered it totally spaced off. And then, uh, yeah, when I, uh, uh last week I got home from work and it was just sitting there. I'm like, Oh,
0: Okay. Uh, All
3: right. Totally forgot about
0: it, yeah. Yeah, that's innocent enough compared to uh, the French military who kind of forgot they ordered an air-to-air missile. So it's not every day (laughs) that the bomb disposal team from MacDill Air Force Base gets called out to deal with a French air-to-air missile. But last Friday was no ordinary day. Members of the 6th EOD team were called out to Lakeland Linder International Airport Friday after it was shut down in the wake of the discovery of the missile. Which had been delivered to Draken International. Based at the airport, Draken has a fleet of about 150 former military aircraft it contracts out to help train current military pilots. Quote Our EOD team went out and secured the missile, Air Force First Lieutenant Brandon Hanner, a spokesman for the 6th Air Refueling Wing, told Military Times. It was live, but not. Unarmed. I mean, sorry, but unarmed. <laughs> it's a double negative. <laughs> it was live, but unarmed. Hanner said that uh, said he was told the missile was like having a gun with a bullet in the chamber, but the safety was on. Someone would have to arm the missile to fire it. Draken officials tell Military Times that in the process of evaluating shipments to Draken International's Lakeland facility, its team discovered an object with questionable uh, questionable markings, indicating it may be explosive. They said adhering to the explosive safety rule of exposing the minimum amount of people for the minimum amount of time to a potential explosive hazard we made the decision to evacuate the facility inform our surrounding tenants and contact the appropriate authorities as soon as possible those authorities responded quickly rapidly assessed the situation and followed their proven protocols Draken international takes our role in all of the communities we operate in seriously And we have a long-standing operating procedure to ensure we perform safely and reliably every day. Hanner described the missile as a French-made S-530 air-to-air missile, not something you necessarily want to misplace, um, you know, especially in a highly populated area like a international airport.
3: That is crazy. It just sometimes during that, uh, as you're reading that article. And, and he kept saying his name, I kept thinking, Blacken!
0: Blacken is the end! <laughs> Drunken!
1: <'Cause it's>, Drucken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Missiles in the ship! Uh, I mean, it, it's just one more thing for this crazy year to happen. Now, luckily, oh, yeah. nobody was harmed, they were able to dispose of it, or at least uh, move it and get rid of it uh, properly, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's important to, uh, quote-unquote, check the mailbox every once in a while to uh, make sure you haven't misplaced something.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You're like, "Oh, did we order that missile? Um, oh yes, yes, and it's loaded. Oh, just don't worry, don't put in the code for it though. We'll be okay.
0: It's funny that your uh, French accent sounds uh a uh, slightly British.
3: Oh, yes, it's British. Cause I can't do French, love. I just can't. <laughs> I'd have to really uh practice that.
0: Wee wee woo woo. There you go. Well, folks, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. It is Wednesday. Let's go ahead and talk about today's Wednesday, sh- Wednesday show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! yeah!
1: yeah!
0: <laughs> we have Animal Tales, sponsored by roughriders.org. We have a segment called Retail Therapy. We have our call-in topic of time travel destinations. Where would you travel through in time if you could uh, travel as an observer? So we're not talking, uh, um, you know, something that you could change your own future with.
3: No, no butterfly effect. Marty!
0: Exactly. We have your Phoenix Line calls, This Day in History, and up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, always as a reminder.
2: After these messages, we'll be right
0: back. (laughs)
2: able to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 19th.
0: Now, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to call in on any topic whatsoever. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-336-4973. Could be anything we're talking about. You could tell us uh, if we're being just a little too goofy at times, which I don't think is quite (laughs) possible. But all we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together and put them out in a future show. In fact, today is one of those future shows where we will be playing your Phoenix Line calls a little bit later on in the show. But uh, in any case, this segment is all about uh, entertainment, and Tony is here with the Entertainment News. Vroom, vroom! Good morning,
3: everybody. It is Wednesday, August 19th, and here's your Filippo Best
1: Five! <laughs>
3: Oh, Morgan Creek, the movie studio that brought you Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Well, they're bringing back The Exorcist. It's getting a 2021 reboot. Of course. Of course. After in 2015, they tweeted, we will never reboot The Exorcist. <laughs> Money time. I didn't know Morgan Creek was still a thing. Uh, Chariots of Fire and Star Trek actor Ben Cross passed away at 72 after a short illness. Sad to report. Yep. Uh, the Connors. Start production on season three without a studio audience. Didn't even know that show was uh, back for three, but there you go if you're a fan of that one. Uh, Netflix is testing a shuffle play feature on some devices. So if you're indecisive and you don't know what to watch next, let Netflix choose it for you. And there's a new French toast-flavored Girl Scout cookie coming in 2021. It's called Toast Yay, and they're shaped like little French toasts. I'm actually kind of excited to try that. Something new. Yeah, and that's weird, but uh, that's your Filippo Fast Five. Now let's roll on to the entertainment news, starting in the land of the Tiger King. Hey, so, you cool cats and kittens. The Greater Winewood Exotic Animal Park, a.k.a. the Joe Exotic Park, uh, the Tiger King one, it was previously owned by Joe Exotic and featured on his Netflix docuseries, has been closed permanently after the U.S. Department of Agriculture Suspended current owner Jeff Lowe, a.k.a. Jigsaw, Federal Animal Welfare Act exhibitor's license. Lowe, who came into possession of the Oklahoma Roadside Zoo after exotic encounter financial woes, is now prohibited from exhibiting big cats and other USDA-regulated species effective immediately. In a Facebook post shared Tuesday night, Lowe wrote, due to the permanent closure of the Winwood Zoo, I'm forfeiting my usda Exhibitor's license. He also claimed the agency folded due to the pressures of PETA and has made false accusations against him. Suspiciously, less than 24 hours after I contacted the USDA to voluntarily forfeit my license. Yeah, voluntarily. They notify me they are suspending my license for 21 days for litany of falsehoods. Uh, The USDA's ruling came Monday, according to Newsweek, and came after the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife and USDA investigated the park in June. The investigation was prompted after PETA released photos and video of the conditions of the animals at the park, including the big cats we're living in. Photos showed a juvenile lion with open wounds to the ears, another juvenile lion with a lesion on the right forelimb, and a third juvenile lion with ears covered in flies. So basically no surprise here but uh this thing probably should have been shut down a long time ago what do you think
0: oh on that absolutely you know i think uh as soon as it went into his hands it was it was going to be just a downward spiral spiral from there
3: yeah it's nuts so christian if you're ever super famous and you go crazy at some point in your uh, career due to the fame like you're partying too hard and stuff and and you need to have a conservatorship. Like, who's going to who's gonna overlook that for you?
2: Oh, I
0: would hire uh, Kanye West or uh, Britney Spears, because they are, are certainly two folks of uh, sound uh, mind.
3: Absolutely. Well, it's funny you mentioned Britney, and we didn't talk about this before. But this one, Britney Spears wants her father, Jamie Spears, to no longer fully control her life. <laughs> There's a hashtag free Britney movement. TMZ has new reporting in which the pop star has asked the judge to oust her father as sole conservator over her estate. In the filing, which was submitted by her lawyer, Brittany says she wants someone else to have the final say. The person she's eyeballing is Jody Montgomery. You know, Jody, yeah, Jody. Montgomery. Good old yeah, Jody. That's our, that's our BF. Yeah, we, we go way back. <laughs> um, that was, she was Brittany's temporary conservator since last fall. Brittany strongly prefers Jody become a permanent conservator, the court documents read. In regard to her business affairs, Brittany makes it clear that she no longer wants her father to be in charge, preferring a qualified corporate fiduciary instead. TMZ reports, (laughs) Conversations have been had about adding a... Words are hard for me, apparently, today, which we're told would would likely be a bank, but the talks have included Jamie saying as a co-conservator of the estate, whether Britney is open to that arrangement is unclear. A judge has not submitted a decision yet. So basically, Britney Spears still has no control over her financial money. It's controlled by her dad, mm. which her dad randomly threw her in a rehab thing again last week.
0: So, um, <laughs> Well, she might need it. But uh, oddly enough, I-, I do have a, a soundbite from Britney herself.
3: Whatever. I'll do what I want. <laughs> oh, so there wow. You go. Miss Spears, yeah, poor girl. Nope. She's uh, famous. Hit her hard. <laughs> um. Anyways, hitting hard in September on Disney Plus. Mighty Duck sequels are finally coming, so now you can watch D two and D three, the Mighty Ducks. They're about to become available on a massive slate of products heading to the streaming service in September, according to the Wrap. The hockey centric sequels will be available starting Friday, September fourth. They're part of a stack list that includes. The Wolverine? Wow, that'll be good. The Wolverine will yeah. be on there. Uh the live action adaptation of Mulan for the price of Two De Died Died, died. <laughs> and never been kissed because who didn't ask for that on Disney Plus? Right. Uh but anyways, having this sets uh sets everything up for the reboot series. And I swear, why is everything a reboot? You guys talked about this in entertainment yesterday with planes, trains, and automobiles. Yep. It's It's nuts. Everything's a reboot or a rehash.
0: It is. Now, the only thing I I have to say is that it's knuckle puck time.
3: Oh, yeah. And (laughs) it's still funny to me that Joshua Jackson's Charlie Conway, his his favorite band in D3 was Pantera.
0: That's right. I forgot about that. It's so
3: weird for a Disney movie. Yeah, my favorite band's Pantera.
0: (laughs) Now, I know Emilio Estevez is coming back for the reboot. Is uh, Joshua Jackson coming back?
3: It, so far, it only says uh, Emilio Estevez will reprise his role as Coach Bombay. Okay, which is strange because he was barely in D three. He was like a cameo. He right. made the cover, but it's like they went off to college and they were coached by somebody completely different.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, no, that was when he was getting too big for those movies, and then of course, yeah, know, his star power yeah. just fizzled out after that. It really did. Like, what's
3: what's gone on with him ever since? So I couldn't tell you anything.
0: Yeah, couldn't tell you anything he's done in the last ten years.
3: No, other than uh, the uh, the joke from Roxbury. You know who it was? Emilio Estevez, the Mighty Duck Man. I swear to God, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Emilio. But uh, moving on from Disney Plus to Netflix, um, there's going to be a new documentary that's going to be kind of like The Last Dance. Uh, but it's going to be for gamers. It's going to launch tomorrow. I watched the trailer of it last night just to kind of check it out ahead of time, and it's called uh, High Score. Okay. It's a heavy nostalgia um, history. Uh, it's an early history about video games filled with fascinating characters, flickering arcade cabinets, gorgeous pixel animations, flashy graphics, loosely woven yarns, and all shuck sense that video games are just the best.
1: I didn't write that.
3: <laughs> Like another recent hit docuseries, The Last Dance, it delivers to hit after hit after hit from the 1980s and the 1990s nostalgia, a powerful and lately especially welcome drug. But also like the documentary, it's unlikely to transform the viewer's perception of its central subject. It's a show obsessed with loving video games, not understanding them. So it'll be a six uh, episode docuseries. Uh, which premieres on Netflix Wednesday, and it's going to be hosted by Mario himself. Charles Martinet will be the voice (laughs) of the show. Yahoo!
0: That's cool.
3: Yeah, so that's going to be awesome, and that rolls out on Netflix tomorrow.
0: Well, you said on Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Oh,
3: it it is? I don't know my days. I keep thinking today's Tuesday, so rewind the tape go back in time if you go back to a time period go back like five seconds ago it comes out today Jeez. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: just a a Uh. side tangent and i definitely plan on checking that out Uh, another documentary that's well worth watching i think it's on netflix is a fistful of quarters about the donkey kong champions
3: Oh yeah, that's oh. a great docu series, man. That Billy Mitchell's a turd. Yeah, I does. would say <laughs> I would say different words, but for FCC regulations, I'm just gonna call him a turd, like a little kid.
1: Fair You're a enough. turd.
3: Yeah. And lastly, um, uh, we'll end on a sports note. Uh, Roy joins Roy Jones Jr. is threatening to cancel the Mike Tyson exhibition and says he needs to be compensated for its two month delay. So um he wants more money for waiting come on iron mike you gotta pay to make it uh happen so well, i don't think uh, it, whether
0: it, i don't think it's on mike tyson though i think thought they were doing it so they could get you know people in the seats
3: yeah it's uh it just that's that's literally like it just says in here um he's he wants to get paid from the promoters so they they did, they pushed it so they could get more revenue and stuff. So they're actually trying to make you more money, dude. Right. Like, like here's the thing. I, I Based on the way Mike Tyson's in shape and the way he keeps posting those videos, I'd be a little worried if I'm Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> I would not want to go up with the uh, <laughs> Iron Dynamite Kid, man. Oh, Woo! no way. No, man. Even still at 60-something, nope. Mike Tyson's a frightening individual. That I mean is. that in a nice way, Mike. It's just... <laughs> I don't want to meet you in an alleyway, dude.
0: <laughs> or a boxing ring, for that matter.
3: No, no amount of money. I I'm not doing that. I played Mike Tyson's Punch Out as a kid. It never went well for me. It won't go well in real life. But that is it in your entertainment news. Let's roll on to them birthdays. It's my birthday. it's my
1: birthday. it's my birthday. Hey,
3: Christian, you like that? Because it's Kirk Cousins' 32nd birthday. You should like that. (laughs) I do like that. (laughs)
1: Oh,
3: a little heavenly birthday. I didn't even know he had passed, but Nate Dogg, he had to regulate. He regulated out in 2013. He he rolled Uh, out. He rolled out. He was 41. Uh, Bill Clinton, former president, uh, 51 today. Matthew Perry, a.k.a. Chandler Bing from Friends, is 51 today. Did I say Bill Clinton was 51? Bill Clinton's 74, just FYI. Right. <laughs> John Stamos, Uncle Jesse is 57, and you got it, dude, at your birthdays.
0: Right on. Well, that does it for entertainment news. When we come back, it's Wednesday, so we do a little thing called Animal Tales. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs>
2: To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 19th. We are all over social
0: media with many of you watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. So if you can't catch us in the morning, you can catch us in the evening there or on replay at any time on those social media um, channels. Now you can reach me on social media facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at Facebook.com/forward slash Tony Filippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O. dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo eighty one. So now it is Wednesday. And something we do every Wednesday is Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, RoughRiders is a local dog rescue nonprofit, 501c3, dedicated to the transport of dogs from the rural kill shelters into the metro area here uh, where uh, they help find them uh, homes, get them uh, set up with local shelters and rescues, give them a second chance at life. If you want to donate or learn more about RoughRiders, head over to RoughRiders.org. That's R-U-F-F writers.org or facebook.com forward slash rough writers saves with that being said let's get into animal tales
1: dogs and the cats they tick up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles the donkey prays and the pony nays the old great badger sighs
2: listen to the bass it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans
0: of the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo Nate. Moo. moo. <laughs> That's a very. Confu- I
3: don't know my. An- I don't know my animals.
0: It's a very confused horse. If there's a horse saying moo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he he hung out too long with heifer.
0: Right. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our first animal tale. All right. In what state officials are describing tongue in cheek as a brazen attack, a bald eagle recently snatched a nine hundred and fifty dollar drone belonging to the state of Michigan that was being flown to document shoreline erosion damage in the Upper Peninsula. After a brief tussle, the Big Bird ripped off one of the propellers from the small spinning aircraft and sent it to the bottom of Lake Michigan near Escanaba. The drone was being operated by a pilot for the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy when the July 21 attack occurred. Is the department's acronym a coincidence when considering the predator? The state thinks not. So uh, the Department of Environment, Great Lakes, Energy, their acronym is Eagle. of all things. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so, quote, the attack could not have been a, or could have been a territorial squabble with the electronic foe or just a hungry eagle, or maybe it did not like its name being misspelled, the department said uh, in a news release. Eagle's drone team is considering steps to reduce the possibility of a repeat attack, including possibly using skins or other designs on the aircraft to make them look less like seagulls. Here's what we know about the airborne attack. Eagle quality analyst and drone drone pilot Hunter King, that's a hell of a name, Hunter King, was on his fourth mapping run of the day with the drone capturing images of shoreline erosion so the state agency can document how recent high water levels have affected the Great Lakes and give them data on which communities need help coping with damage. The pilot said the drone was about seven minutes into its mapping flight when he noticed that its satellite reception was getting weak. He pressed the go home recall button. The drone dutifully turned, reacquiring a strong satellite feed. King was watching his video screen as the drone beelined for home, but suddenly it began twirling furiously like a bad roller coaster ride. When he looked up, the drone was gone, and an eagle was flying away. A nearby couple later confirmed they saw the eagle strike something, but were surprised to learn it was a drone. Both King and the couple said the eagle appeared uninjured as it flew from the scene of the crime. So, uh, just goes to show that, uh, you know, hopefully that eagle, uh, you know, made it out safely, but... Um, you know, never uh, never fly a drone without uh, the expectation that something may happen.
3: Oh, absolutely! I think nowadays
0: <clears throat> drones are so
3: common that you're going to be hearing more and more of these types of stories. But that's pretty crazy that its little acronym was uh, named EAGLE, eagle and it got taken down <laughs> by an eagle. So coincidental,
0: coincidental, or ironic. Either way, it uh, makes for a good story.
3: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: And then, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, more expensive drones now, you know, there's a lot of uh, FAA regulations about where you can fly drones. Obviously, they don't want you flying it into the flight path of airplanes. And so a lot of them have uh, built-in little indicators that let you know where you can and cannot fly them, which is a good thing.
3: No, absolutely. Yeah, you got to be aware of your surroundings there for sure.
0: Exactly. All right, let's move on to our next story. All right, it was a sight to behold earlier this week when about two dozen goats and a donkey got loose and started wandering the streets of Atlanta. It happened Tuesday in the Chastain Park area. Neighbors said a homeowner rented the Rowdy Bunch. Why do you think she r- rented uh, um, a dozen goats and a donkey? Tone.
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, to host her own petting zoo? I don't know. the. Uh, I don't want to get all crazy with that so <laughs> i don't know like what what are you doing with all these damn animals
0: you know uh, host it? hosting a petting zoo i think would be the most reasonable answer well neighbor said a homeowner rented the rowdy bunch to help clear some brush in her yard that is what a weed whacker is for
3: <laughs> i don't want to pull i don't want to pull my weeds today so what i think i'm gonna do is i'm gonna rent a bunch of donkeys and goats and I'm going to put them all in my yard, and they're just going to eat it all. It's just going to work out. I know it. I saw it on YouTube once, and I think it's going to work.
0: Uh, you, would, you would expect that in Florida, maybe not Atlanta. Well, the donkey was well, there. it's close. <laughs> that is oh, true. The donkey was oh. there because it was supposed to help herd the goats. Good job, donkey. But they got loose anyhow and wandered off to greener pastures. It took three ah. women with several dog leashes and 30 minutes to round them up.
3: <laughs> That'll do, donkey. That'll do.
0: Uh neighbors said it was the hardest they laughed in months, and that laughter was just what they needed. So uh, luckily it wasn't in a highly populated area, but uh, you know if you happen to see a dozen goats and a donkey walking down the street, you know uh, you know they've escaped from somewhere.
3: Yeah, hashtag twenty twenty. Shouldn't surprise you. No,
0: not at all. Is that
3: normal? Eh, nothing's normal anymore. <laughs>
0: All right, moving on. So uh, animals do the funniest things. but sometimes they do. They, they do. But sometimes they also do the most unhelpful and downright upsetting things, like knocking over and smashing priceless antiques or pooping on your new brand new carpet. One pup <laughs> usually causes chaos for her owner, Jocelyn Horn, by chewing anything and everything she can find. Um, we had our dog like that uh, Harley, who we called the goat, who would eat everything. But Peggy, the miniature poodle, took her naughty antics to the next level recently by devouring around $100 of her owner's savings. Yes, the little dog somehow managed to get into the pot on the side of Jocelyn's bed where she had been putting money away for a rainy day and proceeded to eat all of the notes she found in there. Upon arriving home from work, Jocelyn, the mom of three, thought her partner Alan was playing a prank on her when he told her about the money. But after discovering a ripped $20 note in her room, she started to wonder if the story was true. The next morning, she no longer needed to wonder where the rest of her money had gone, as Peggy was sick on the kitchen floor, throwing up the remains of the cash. The 35 year old from the Isle of Man was left feeling absolutely gutted when she realized what had happened. She said, Peggy wants to chew everything and anything that hits the floor. I'm always picking up after her. I keep my bedroom door closed because of her, and I came in and could just see a single piece of $20 on my bed. I searched high and low, couldn't find anything else, and thought there's no way she'd eaten $100 she couldn't have. I actually thought it was my boyfriend playing a joke on me as he kept laughing. Jocelyn was hopeful that she might be able to find the serial numbers on the pieces of notes from the dog sick, but unfortunately she wasn't able to. So, I mean, you've heard stories about dogs eating homework. Here's dog eating, uh, hopefully not her life savings, because $100 life savings might be uh, a little worrisome there. But, uh, you know, $100 gone is is still nothing to, uh, you know, Sneeze at. Yeah, uh, no. Something like that. No, I want to go the opposite with it. You know, losing a hundred bucks sucks. Just plain yeah, and simply sucks.
3: Yeah, you don't want to lose any money, really. But like, my thought is okay, lesson learned on you as the owner. You have a puppy that's going to eat stuff, it's inevitable store your stuff in a safer place and i'm not talking the side of your bed where your dog can get it
0: (laughs) well i'm I'm sure she'll be doing that from now on now my only question is if she was able to find the serial numbers as she was looking for could she have contacted the treasury to to get a replacement i i don't think so
3: yeah no what do you say well my dog ate the note and this was the serial number i'll send you a picture if you can send me another hundred dollar bill you're out of luck sister your dog ate your money and that dog is even if you you can't even tape it back to your screw it's done
0: just move on well we are moving on folks that does it for another edition of Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org when we come back we have a segment titled Retail Therapy, you won't want to miss it come on back in about 3 minutes
2: Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday,
0: August 19th. Now if you missed a portion of the show and want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the Shows and podcast link, Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 and all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. That way, we know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, before we head into our long break, wanted to talk a little retail therapy. Now, Tony, you are in retail. I've been in retail in the past, and uh, you know, retail can certainly be a little bit of a horror story sometimes. I haven't heard that sound bite in a long time. I know. Bring it back. <laughs> oh, I should have used this one for animal tales. but i digress
3: next week and then that one story you told me off air there
0: you go there you go so i pulled up uh, 21 questions that servers and retail workers have for customers that are funny shady and accurate and tony wanted to get your opinion on it so first up we have twitter user charlie morgan says why do customers moan at you about the price of something as if you priced it like don't shoot the messenger i'm just taking your money
3: yeah charlie accurate always accurate people are always looking for a wheel and a deal they see it and they go in even at at costco they'll come in and i swear they'll they'll try to negotiate like it's a flea market right no that's that's the price that's what says well last week it was this
0: well then you should have bought it last week
3: Prices change, they fluctuate, they go up and down. They're not the same price all the time. But, uh, yeah, it's amazing how often that happens. That's a pretty common occurrence. Not just on displays. Displays is always a, is always a given. Everybody mm. wants a discount on the display, which, by the way, if you do want a display, you just got to make sure it's not deleted. Because if it's not deleted, you're going to be paying full price.
0: Interesting. Good to know. Uh, and some retail stores they do still negotiate. So if you go to uh, Best Buy, if you can find one that's still open, uh, for their large electronic items and for their uh, appliances, they will actually actually negotiate with you on the price.
3: Wow. Well, they got to be competitive, you know. I can definitely understand the price match because we don't do that. Um, we never price match. But I know a lot of the other stores. Uh, Walmart will do that with ads. So, like, if Target's running a better mm-hmm. deal, they'll match uh, what Target's got. So that way, they get your business. So.
0: There you go. But Costco's got that low price guarantee, right?
3: Yeah, they don't. They don't mess with uh, other people's stuff. So.
0: <laughs> All right, moving on with our retail therapy. Uh, Twitter user Emma Jane Frost one says, "Why do customers? Oh, Emma Frost. Uh, yeah. Why do customers give you verbal abuse for ten minutes straight, then say?" I know it's not you. It's it, It's not your fault. Yeah, I know it's not me. But why do you have to beat me up anyway?
3: Oh yeah, it's. It, I've learned too in retail that people like to go because they have. They want. Sometimes they just want to take out their frustrations out on you, or they want to vent to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll find something as stupid as you moving an item to a different location. They'll bit. They'll bitch about it for a little bit and. Uh, you just let them talk, and then all of a sudden they'll tell you about their cat Fifi or their dog, you know, Phoenix over there, you know, <laughs> pooping on the carpet.
0: <sighs> all I have to ask is,
1: has the planet gone mad?
0: And the answer is yes. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a period of time I worked for uh, Lexus during the unintended acceleration debacle that happened, and. Uh, in customer service there was a nightmare because people would call up and yell at you about uh, how f- fearful they were of of driving their cars that you know the cars were going to take off on them and and that we needed that I needed to do something about it. It's like well I didn't build the car you know and and they haven't come up with a solution for it yet. And ultimately all it was was uh, people putting aftermarket mats in the car that would pin the uh, the accelerator down, but somehow it was our fault. So
3: yeah. It's totally no one else's but Lexus's. No, I was going to say that's the same with uh, right now. We're short on uh, Clorox wipes and uh, disinfectant wipes in general, as is everybody else. Right. It's not just Costco. But I hear that about, and I'm not even kidding. It could be anywhere from eight to ten times a day. I hear, "Where's your Clorox wipes?" And when you explain why you don't have them, they say, "Well, that's ridiculous." So when are they going to be in? Right. Like you need to. They always tell you you need to get a hold of somebody and get them in here. And it's like, (laughs) dude, I I just work here. Like, I don't order it. I don't bring it in. And did you not listen to the beginning of the story? There's a shortage.
0: Yeah, go ahead and write Clorox a strongly worded letter. Not my problem. Yeah, not my problem. (laughs) Here's one I don't know if you have to deal with, but uh, from Twitter user L.I. says, why do customers take off their masks when talking to me?
3: I feel like they do that so that way well, they can hear you. Um, I think I had this yesterday when I was with uh, my friend and we went to lunch. Um, I literally couldn't hear. And she just kept saying, what? What? So finally, I pulled my mask out. And I said, I said, diet, Dr. Pepper.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what they just said.
0: Well, even worse so, is when you have the mask and then the plexiglass that muffles the sound anyway. Yeah, and that's to talk what it to was. That's
3: the only reason why, yeah. But people do do that. They'll always do it, and I don't know why, but it's a common thing. Right. Luckily, I'm not, I'm not overly afraid of it all, so yeah. I don't care, but and regardless, um, it does, where, does happen a lot.
0: Yeah, regardless where you fall on the mask debate, uh, obviously, if you're taking off your mask to talk to somebody three inches away, it's defeating the purpose.
3: <laughs>
0: speaking. You can't speaking of mumbling, uh Twitter user Oh my God, it's D says, "Why Ooh, do D? <laughs> Why do customers mumble and walk away after you've served them? Say it to my face, bro." Yeah, this is
3: true. It happens a lot. um We have the new, you know, the demo people are back. I don't know if they're back at your location. Um, but it's weird because I, I think I said this last week on the show. They're in a but they're in their little case, you know, their plexi cart, and they have <laughs> like popcorn under a plexi bowl that you can see, and people will come up and say, Oh, can I get a demo? No, but let me tell you about the product. And as they're telling, they're mumbling something about, Well, I'm not gonna try this stupid product, and they'll they'll badmouth them as they're walking away, and it's like Do you think that's their idea? Like, it's not their call. That's what
0: they're told to do. Right, right. They're just doing their job.
3: That's it! Way to go,
0: (laughs) a-hole! All right. Uh, This one from Twitter user Beast React says, Why do customers think I care when they say they're never coming back here again? Okay, I don't don't give a crap if this place burns down, let alone if you come back.
3: Yeah, you know, Costco, we're... Ours is based off what keeps Costco flowing is not the product. It is the memberships. So we always want to give the best member service possible. So we do always go above and beyond. That's why we have good return policy and stuff. But that is a daily threat. And you know what's funny is and it's the people that blow up and don't get their way. It's the ones that are typically abusing stuff. Like they demand they get the discount. They demand we take back their TV that's past 90 days and things like that. And they always threaten that they'll never be back. And then a week later, you know where they are? They're back. Right. Back, baby. Because you can offer them. You know, there's been a few times where they've been so mad at me. I said, look, you know, we appreciate your business. We love having you as a member. You pay to shop here. Um, if you're dissatisfied, we, we will refund you. Like, you can have your membership money back if you're dissatisfied. And very rarely does anybody say, yep, give me my money back. They just storm away and say they'll never be back. They're back the next week.
0: Those
3: are kind of my favorite ones because you're like, "Eh." (laughs)
0: meh. And ultimately, oh,
3: my God,
1: who the hell cares?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Moving on with retail therapy, Twitter user Howden Andrew says, why do customers call up and ask what shoes we have with no specifics when I have a store with over 100 styles in it? Of course, it doesn't have to be exactly shoes. It could be any product, and I'm sure it's something that you run into all the time, Tone
3: another daily, uh, clothing. Um, do you guys have, uh, this shirt? Okay. What size are you looking for? Oh, I don't know. What color? Well, I don't know what colors you have. So the thing is, is when you call, if you're listening and you want to call about clothing, just know, we can't look up sizes or colors. Okay. we can tell you quantity of that clothing item. So we can f- tell you we have it, but you got to do the legwork and come in and take a look at the style, the cut the whole nine we can't do that for you and people do that a lot do people Uh,
0: always do people in the store ever ask you oh hey do you have this size in the back
3: always yeah they always they always call hey do you got more in the back we don't have a back everything you see is in the steel (laughs) so if we don't have it 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 might be up in the steel but it's not in the back and then at tvs are another one i've had a lot of calls where i'll answer and they're like hey what tvs do you have right now what size you looking for oh i don't know just what tvs do you have and like it's legit like we have all kinds of sizes styles uh (laughs) you gotta come in and look man.
0: exactly what you see is what you get and that's the case with us as well we are headed into our long break folks when we come back we have our call-in topic of time travel destinations should be a fun one don't go anywhere we'll see you guys in about seven minutes
1: you see it. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness.
0: And we want to welcome you back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 19th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. My co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, is still with me. Tony, how are you holding up on this first day back after a, uh, a long, not so much of a vacation, but uh, a few days away?
3: Yeah, a few days away, and uh, <clears throat> anytime you don't have to stay up late, uh, you, you come back well-rested. So today, you know, not a late night last night, so I'm actually well rested feeling good good to be back and uh how are you doing my buddy
0: i'm doing well you got your smoothie in hand which you made over the break always a good thing i wish i had a little blender back here to uh
3: support my rockies they can't even beat the cheating astros we're like on a two-game losing streak rut (laughs) row.
0: Well, I'm doing well, and uh, hopefully you guys, the listeners, are doing well as well. This is the interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys to call in at the end of this segment on our topic at 844-790-TALK. That's 844 toll-free from anywhere in the world, even if you are in Atlanta herding goats at the moment. So, nah. yeah. <laughs> And I even have that soundbite here that... Meh! Uh, nah. yeah. nah. <laughs> you think I'd have ready, but uh, in any I case, like our topic today is time travel destinations. If you could go as a visitor to any period of time, past or future, where would you go? So we're not talking, uh, uh, you know, going back to 1955, getting the sports all and changing your future. You're simply an observer. Obviously, you would. Take part in what happens in that period of time, but uh, no butterfly effect, nothing that would change your future or your past, and the subject came up for a couple different reasons. We talked uh, quite a bit about Back to the Future yesterday, obviously just referenced it uh, with 1955 in the Sports Almanac. And then the other thing is, you know, you hear a lot of people these days say, oh, this is the worst time in history. This is terrible. You know, I, I just want to go back to a simpler time. But when you look back, you know, we actually have a lot of benefits. You know, uh, technology is better than it's ever been. Our health is better than it's ever been. And so, uh, you know, maybe you'll want to go to the future and just get a little bit past this. But uh, Tony... I pose the question to you, any period in time, if you could go as a uh, traveler, purely an observer, where would you go?
3: The 1980s. I'd go back so I could at least enjoy it from an adult standpoint. Uh, I wouldn't partake in any of that powdery stuff that uh, adults would partake in then. But, you know, to see the rise of Motley Crue, Metallica back in 1981... Uh, to see my parents when they were younger, kind of how they handled my sister and I when we were younger. Just just from afar to see little Tony and Shayna, you know, with uh, a young Terry and Pete uh, would be cool. Uh, but the big things, man, to see the rise of like, uh, you, of, you know, see Van Halen in their prime, to see right. Aerosmith in the 80s yeah. kicking ass. You could uh, see Metallica
0: in a small club.
3: Exactly. Go into your low, like, arcades before there are barcades and actually, like, you know, you can kind of school some kids because you've played them before. It's kind of like <laughs> Marty McFly and Wild Gunman. There's just so many things that happened in the 80s that uh, I think would be cool to see that I'm a fan of now. And I would even, like, I don't I can't, I can't. don't want to hog it because the call-in. So if we have to drag <laughs> it out, I'll say more. But for now, I like to ramble. But I would say the 80s for just a lot of nostalgic reasons. Uh, and <clears> to <throat> just see a lot of... Uh, Uh, just all the big things, you know, like, come on, if you know that they're filming Ghostbusters, I'd like to go to New York and watch them film Ghostbusters. That'd be sweet.
0: Yeah. It it would just be cool as an observer. (laughs) Well, I think that's a great pick, you know, and if if I had to go into the past, that's certainly where I would go pretty much for the same reasons. Uh, My pick would actually be to go 100 years into the future. In a hundred years from now, I'll probably be dead. You know, I, I, obviously, if I live to be a hundred and forty, that would be quite the miracle. But uh, for a couple reasons, one, I'd want to see how far technologies come. You know, obviously, technology over the last hundred years has far surpassed the technology from the previous thousand years. So, in the next hundred years, what's going to happen? And then for the other reason of, uh, you know, obviously we're going to get a lot more Marvel movies and and pop culture movies, I'd love to be able to go and see the ones that I may not be able to see, uh, you know, after I pass. And so, you know, just take in all of those and, uh, you know, it it would basically be just a a long session of uh, sitting down, chowing down on popcorn and enjoying the uh, technology and the movies of the future
3: it would be cool to see uh, what movies come out, uh, like who, what what kind of actors are big at that time, what kind of technology, where, where's everything at at that stage? You know, uh, uh, how many uh, NBA championships have the Nuggets won or the Broncos <laughs> won Super Bowls, things like that. I just, you know, there's just so many things. It'd be so cool. Um, and then you would say Marvel movies would be like, old school classics
0: oh absolutely no you know like it, that would be so cool and then you know obviously to see where as you mentioned sports where sports goes to you know obviously football has become less physical over the years as they try to protect players A 100 years in the future is it going to be two finger touch who knows <laughs> ow
3: <laughs> roughing the passer right oh.
0: <laughs> you use three fingers but uh, so, so folks, that's what we would do with our time travel destinations, but we want to know what you, you would do. So we're opening the phone lines now at 84-790 TALK, 84-790-8255. Give us a call, let us know, and when we come back, it'll be all about you guys. So uh, keep in mind that After these messages
2: <laughs> will be back want to expand your advertising dollar sponsor this or any america matters program by calling 775-827-8900 extension 2 now back to the show and we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August
0: 19th. We are in the middle of our call-in topic, inviting you guys to call in at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. We're talking time travel today. Don't know if you've got a good sound bite there now that you got the uh, board fired up tone. Hey, there you go.
3: Make like a tree and get out of here. No, don't get out of here. No,
0: though. no, 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 no. We want you to join us. But, yes, join uh join us. In any case, in the last segment, Tony said he'd go back to the 80s. I I would agree with that. Uh, my time travel pick would be 100 years in the future to see where technology you'd, and Marvel you movies would be, are gone. You'd be Philip J.
3: Fry, but just not as far in the exactly.
0: future.
3: Um, we did have a chime
0: in, unless we have a call.
3: Did we got a call? Uh,
0: we had somebody on hold, and they hung up. So,
3: Dang it! Well, I did get a text message, so I'm gonna read it, and it's from my little niece Annabella Yendra, and she says I would go back in history to World War Two since I wasn't born yet. I would like to see what it was like. Interesting.
1: Uh,
0: yeah,
3: it's very interesting. Good pick. I mean
0: Yeah, World uh, War World War to in the states would have been very inspirational you know everybody working together to help support the effort uh to end the war um overseas maybe not so much
3: yeah not all that but just just to kind of see the history unfold would
0: fair enough be great. fair enough so uh again we want you guys to call in or chime in on our facebook page eight four four seven nine zero talk 844 8255 if you could Travel to any destination, period of time, throughout time. Just as an observer, again, nothing, no butterfly effect, nothing that could change your history. Where would you go? Now, with that being said, and while we are waiting for uh, people to chime in, I did pull up a list of uh, basically somebody who asked ten historians to nominate the worst years in history. So these are the places that you probably wouldn't want to go. The in time. Worst. <laughs> So, uh, for instance, the year 1348. People talk about 2016 being a particularly disastrous year, but for a historian, there's nothing new about people fighting for power or useless leaders with bad ideas gathering widespread support. All uh, All the current political upheavals is nothing compared to 1348 when the Black Death took hold. The disease spread quickly along the Silk Roads and then across the trade routes, crisscrossing the Mediterranean. In the space of 18 months, it killed at least a third of the population of Europe. Quote, our hopes for the future have been buried alongside our friends, wrote the great Petrarch. I guess that's a name of somebody. It seemed like the end of the world was coming. Some Some advised avoiding every fleshly lust with women. Others that marching uh, barefoot while self-flagellating would help. One writer in Damascus recorded that plague, sat like a king on a throne and swayed with power, killing thousands every day. Dogs tore at the bodies of the dead and lay unburied in the street. So, uh, yeah, 1348? Definitely not going to be my pick either.
1: <laughs> it was Wicked Wicked whack
3: and it jumped because it crisscrossed across the nation
0: <laughs> uh, it took me a second to get that reference but yeah I got there I got there don't miss the bus Chris don't miss the bus nope Nope, uh, but uh, in my hurry to not miss the bus, I might put my pants on backwards, so you never know yeah um, It's funny because you know the Black Death, the plague uh, there was a story that was just released throughout the media, and of course you know it's it's you know more of that fear mongering that uh, a case of the plague has been discovered in the Lake Tahoe area, Of course, it's not you know nearly the 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 fear that it used to be. it's you know they've got medications for it, it's easily controlled, and it's something that hits people regularly but uh, you know with everything going on with coronavirus it's uh, something that uh, the media decided you know we're going to strike fear into people with a, a new potential threat which it's really yeah. not at this point
3: and it's in the squirrels daddy i want a squirrel <laughs> i guess
1: what it is <laughs> coronavirus
3: <laughs> and that's cuz you said the word
0: <laughs> but it's uh, like
3: Phoebe's playhouse if you say the word it goes off <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but folks we're not talking about the worst times in history we want to hear from you about where you would go back in history to be an observer uh maybe some of the more enlightened periods um while we are still waiting for your calls let's move on to 1492 that uh year should Ooh, ring a bell
3: when freddie sailed the ocean blue <laughs> yeah just kidding. kidding. A <laughs> little crappy Freddy's Dead reference right.
0: there. <laughs> All right. says, so Ought we measure the worst year in human history by some calculus of human suffering, by sheer number of deaths, by the geographical extent of misery? Any of these metrics provide ready candidates. I will suggest, however that the worst year ought to be the beginning of a world historical process that once started offered little chance for reversal. I nominate 1492. That year, the Catholic monarchs Ferdinand and Isabella completed their conquest of Moorish Granada. Within a few years, the roughly half million Muslim inhabitants of the territory would be killed, converted, enslaved, or expelled. The kingdom also expelled its Jewish population, resident since Roman times, providing a blueprint for similar persecutions and expulsions in years to follow. Spanish actions helped create the idea of geographically distinct Christian Europe, replacing the more than two millennia of political and religious identities that connected different Mediterranean shores, of course, that's also the year that Christopher Columbus landed in the New World. And, of course, we know what happened with uh, the native population as a result of that. So uh, 1492, maybe not the best year to travel to. But we do have somebody on the line so we can find out uh, where they might want to travel to. <coughs> Woo! Who are we speaking with? Yeah, hi. Hi, who is this? I really like watching people die. <laughs> That was very weird. What's,
3: is that for real? Did I that guess. really happen?
1: <laughs> Since when did you wake up the physical type? <laughs>
3: what, what the hell was that?
0: That's live radio for you folks.
3: <laughs> hey, we got a call. At first I thought that was Tim just being funny. But... I
0: thought so too, but apparently not. <laughs> so. Hey guys, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh man with that being said oh, maybe they would have liked to go back to 1492 you never
3: know yeah you never know <laughs> oh geez louise man <laughs> uh well folks if hey, you, you if you can do- we go back in time and take your uh, thunderbird for a ride like we just don't tell 90s version of you and i like we could we could like steal it while uh our younger selves are in uh teleperformance there you go, go. on a joyride
0: yeah yeah, the old Trans Am. Ah, yeah, I miss that car. Ah, you're gonna make me it was cry. This is
3: badass. This is so, badass, folks. It's the damn omelet on the side of it,
0: right? <laughs> folks, <laughs> if you do want to provide an actual contribution to the call-in topic of where you would travel to, uh, where your time travel destination would be, again, give us a call: eight four four seven nine zero talk eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. That was just plain strange. But uh, <laughs> <So weird. laughs> uh.
1: Has the planet gone mad? <laughs> yes it has. Yeah, you gotta get in your grandstanding and, and your hot dog, don't you? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
1: It's gone off the rails, man. Uh See what happens
3: when you don't get put we don't even have participation in, in the audience today. At least we got a damn prank call.
0: There you go. Well, moving on to uh, places in time that you wouldn't want to travel to. How about 1836? War on two fronts in Florida against the Seminoles and in Alabama against the Creeks. One Georgia volunteer was toasted on July 4th for taking an Indian scalp. Toward the end of the year, the United States began preparations (laughs) to invade the Cherokee Nation and forcibly remove its residents. After the state-sponsored mass deportations, the first in the modern era who would cultivate the land. The 1830s, if not precisely 1836, represented the peak of the interstate slave trade, with a quarter of a million enslaved people marched or shipped west to labor on fields that only a few years earlier had belonged to the Native Americans. In Congress, pro-slavery politicians refused to hear anti-slavery petitions, passing the first gag rule in May 1836. In the words of one white Southerner, these were, quote, flush times rife with speculation in Native American land and black slaves. The year marks a high watermark mark in the confluence of the nation's darkest, darkest legacies, racism and reckless capitalism. The speculative bubble would collapse the following year, leaving behind hundreds of ruined banks and millions of dollars of worthless debt. The financial system would recover, but there was no second chance for the dispossessed. And so, again, you know, one of those things where we live in an era right now where, uh, you know, people talk about uh, the cultural divide, I'd say 1836, may just take the cake on that. Well, we do have another caller. Uh, let's give this another try, shall we? Hi, who are we speaking with? Yeah, hi, my name is Bob. Hey, Bob, how you doing?
1: Not too bad. Hey, yeah, I was calling in because I got the strange rash. I wanted to know if you guys are still offering up
0: that uh, ointment. We do, so uh, you're going to go to www.ointmentsareus, and then you're (laughs) going to... It is a weird day. (laughs) <laughs> I am. I am. Hosty. <laughs> wow. He didn't even let me finish. He wasn't even playing along. Yeah, at
3: all. well, I loved it. That was quick. Come on, Bob, call back.
0: <laughs> well, unfortunately, we we are closing the phone lines down now. But uh, that does it for our talk of time travel destinations, <laughs> folks. When we come back. We have your Phoenix line calls, so uh, you know maybe you left us a message, and uh, we'll go ahead and play those.
3: <laughs> These jabronis, man! Ah,
0: oh, so much fun,
3: <laughs> folks. Don't go anywhere.
0: We'll be back in a few. <laughs>
2: Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a wacky Wednesday,
0: August 19th. Ah, oh, man, that last segment. <laughs> Still has me chuckling.
3: Bob, it's, it's uh, ointmentsrs.com. Yeah. Yep,
0: yep. Folks, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. Give us a call anytime, at any point in the day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. Again, any topic, it is a voicemail line, so you don't even have to interact with a live person. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together, put them out in a future show and this being one of those future shows. uh, I'm the second one ever. It is. So I've compiled together uh, the best of the Phoenix line. Now, I do have to say, if you are going to call the Phoenix line, two things. One, leave your name, please, so we know who is calling. And two, make it so we can actually hear what you're saying. I had to dump, uh, I think, three of the calls where... I could barely make out or the phone was cutting out or uh, bad cell reception. So um, if we don't play your calls, it's because of one of those factors. Now, uh, what we did have is uh, two uh, specific callers throughout this segment. So uh, of the ones that were obviously uh, ones that we could listen to. So uh, again, we appreciate the participation, but we do invite anybody to call in on the Phoenix line again. Just as a reminder, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. So let's go to our first one, which uh, actually is my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. He's been out for the last three shows, helping a friend move to Idaho the potato state, but he did want to chime in on our topic, our call-in topic yesterday, of the one piece of movie memorabilia, or TV memorabilia, that you would like to own.
3: Hey guys, it's Tony, Um, live from Boise, Idaho, I was unable to call in for the radio show today, no, I'm just kidding, I just, I did not pay attention to the time, didn't, wasn't able to partake in the movie prop section, like you could own one piece of memorabilia, Movie memorabilia, what would it be? And, I mean, there's so many, right? And I don't know what was said as of this time because I didn't hear it. So, as I leave this message, it's completely unopened for me. So, right now, I would say, um, obviously, the uh, hoverboard from Back to the Future 2 or maybe the pit bull that uh, Griff and the gang were riding, that'd be sweet. Um, another cool thing that would be would be a proton pack from the Ghostbusters or um the infinity gauntlet uh from uh, avengers uh, I, like I think one. those would all be really cool memorabilia props to have from three of my favorite movie franchises so that is what tony would would want to own with some of the movie props or maybe uh, maverick's jacket from top gun that's pretty
0: badass too
3: anyways have a good show guys whoa
0: <laughs> another good one is it weird hearing your own voice tone
3: it is, and uh, I, my Tim impersonation was was not not too bad, not too shabby. No,
0: hey guys, Tim here.
3: Hey, he's just got that soothing voice. Right, I like
0: it.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, that was done from a Costco parking lot in, in Boise, Idaho, yesterday.
0: Very cool. Well, one of our other frequent contributors, Kendra, who's featured heavily in the segment today, she chimed in on fast the best fast food French fries. A subject we did uh, about a week ago.
1: Hey guys fun fact did you know that french fries weren't fried in france they were fried in greece
0: (laughs) (laughs) hold on hold on hold on i I don't have it on the same sound panel but uh, that deserves brilliant brilliant kendra brilliant (laughs) bloody marvelous All right, and I don't think that they uh, even came from France. I think they were an American invention, but eh, who knows? All right, let's move back over to Tony. Uh, Again, he was out on Friday when our call-in topic there was uh, bands that you hated at first, but eventually came around to. Let's hear Tony's take.
3: Oh, yeah. I would love to get my voice on the air because I'm never on. This is your co-host, Tony. It is Friday, August 14th. I was not on the show today but Grady and Christian killed it. They did great. Ryan's still on vacay, but uh, just got to shout out to bands that you didn't like what you like now. It, I thought hard about this, because there's, uh, you know, there's some bands I appreciate more now than I didn't then, um, and one of those bands I really hated when they came out was Green Day. Was not a big Green Day fan. Could give two craps about them, but over time... It grew on me, and now I really like Green Day. I think Green Day has some really good songs. I enjoy them. seen them live. They're fantastic live. And I wouldn't say I'm a diehard Green Day fan, but I sure as heck appreciate them a heck of a lot more today, and I don't hate them. So Green Day is the band for me, um, so hopefully other people chimed in. I know Kendra liked Hanson, but uh, still not still not a big fan of them. But uh, green day, it was for Tony. All right, that's it. Later, Gators.
0: That's a good pick. But uh, I have to ask you, Tony, what were you doing in the background there?
3: FCC regulations. <laughs> no, I just can't. I just can't. I was I was walking at the park. Uh, I was up the there's a park down the street, and I was doing a, I was doing some uh, laps to get my steps in, and I was walking to take picture. and I didn't have my my earbuds. I had a <clears throat> Excuse me, clear my throat. I had these other headphones and they had the cord, and I think the cord was jostling across my uh, shirt there. Uh, so okay. I was thinking the same thing. I go, gosh, that's super annoying, Tony. care about <laughs> hold the damn microphone, freaking idiot?
0: <laughs> well, now you know for the future. Uh, yeah. S- speaking of FCC violations, uh, Kendra again had called in on the Phoenix line uh, with a uh, question actually we get quite often
1: Hey, guys. So last week, Tony dropped the S-word, and I was just wondering if he was really fined by the FCC. I say the S-word all the time. Shoot, short, shank, shark. What's the problem?
0: (laughs) And thank you for saying, not actually saying the S-word that we were talking about. Uh, A lot of people have that question about, uh, you know, words that you can and cannot say on the radio. And... uh, It's one of those things where it is a fine line, you know, you can basically call somebody an asshole, but you can't say that you have one. You can't use the word for the anatomy purposes, but you can use it as a insult. In the case of the S word, obviously you can never say that. You can never say the F word. But uh, we've got a couple protocols here that help uh, limit the possibilities of getting fines. The first being is I have what's called a dump button back here. It's a seven-second delay that if Tony does drop one of those, which he's done a couple times here on the show, I can hit it over the air goes out over what is actually regulated by the FCC, uh, basically just skips ahead seven seconds. And so nobody actually hears that. And then I have to go through and delete it out, out of the recording. And to that, uh, we charge each of our show hosts $20 if they uh, let something like that slip that I have to go back and, uh, um, um, you know, edit out. And then uh, Tony's punishment is that he owes me In-N-Out Burger when... uh, he comes to see me so
3: yeah and i've done it twice on the yep. show and i did it once on pop culture kaboom because i was multitasking and i was cleaning and something tipped over and then i said ah s and and <laughs> jimmy was like whoa you can't say that i like i don't know if they had a dump button like you do but uh <laughs> and it- i've done it and and i mean i'll never say the f word i'm really good about controlling my f bombs like you don't typically will say that um I don't say it at work a lot stuff, but uh, uh, the S word though that that does kind of flow out a little more, yeah, a little more freely, yeah.
0: Well, and to be I fair, I try to be
3: I try to be good.
0: Yeah, to be fair, the FCC only steps in if there is a complaint. So if somebody heard it go out live over the air and then complained to the FCC, uh, then they would investigate. It's not like they've got uh, you know ears listening on to every radio signal that's going out there, and as soon as you know something. Picks up, that's a bad word. They automatically fine you. But if they do fine you, it can be upwards of $250,000 for the first offense. So that's why we take oh, it kind of seriously.
3: Yeah, that's why I stick with, the, uh, luckily, it's just a double-double.
0: <laughs> I can afford that. We're good. <laughs> All
3: 250 right, $250,000, not so much.
0: No. Moving on with our Phoenix line calls. Uh, occasionally, we get some uh, superstars that call in, including this guy.
1: Yeah, this is the Smeagol's My Preciousness. Mom's calling Christian Phoenix's hotline. She says a movie is that most master's great preciousness. And that's the Lords of the Rings. Uh, the Fellowship of the Rings. Yeah. I was definitely the third one. The one where the filthy little says that little filthy, filthy hobbit Took the rinduses and plucked it in to the fires of his old master. That sad. that the it was the striving to I'm yeah. Yeah. I just respond, and I just got Angry. When I think of the but that was the very sad movies and cleverest history. So, I say, Lords of the resistance, is the Retard of the King. Precious. No, more no. It's my system, I like. Okay. So, Christian Phoenix shows Smeagol out. Return of the King. Very sad. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, wh- who would have known from Middle Earth Gollum? Smeagol himself gave us a call. And then uh, finally.
3: Smeagol kind of sounds like a <laughs> Smeagol Pablo at the end.
0: <laughs> a little bit. Kind of straight. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. And finally, <laughs> uh, Kendra again uh, called into the Phoenix line to uh, to thank us.
1: Hey guys, great show today. I just wanted to say thank you for teaching me the meaning of the word plethora, it means a lot.
0: <laughs> so uh, always we invite you guys to call in at the phoenix line again that number eight five five phoenix radio eight five five f-e-n-i-x r-d-o eight five five three three six four nine seven three anytime about any topic as you could obviously tell from that selection and uh we will put those out in a future show now folks we are headed into the last segment of our show this day in history don't go anywhere as we drop a little knowledge on you and hopefully make you laugh a little bit see you guys in just a bit
2: To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Well, folks, you did it. You made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix
0: Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 19th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Ooh,
1: yeah, I am. I'm the biggest god on the planet. Yeah, I am.
0: Oh, it's a good thing you said that. You, you saved us from... Uh, the cream of the crop! <laughs> from mm-hmm. Mr. Stay Puffed. But uh, while you are there, Not today, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends, because why, Tone? Sharing is caring. It Woo! is. Now, being that this is the last segment of the show, we'd like to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully, make you laugh a little bit. It is This Day in History.
1: The last in the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with on the Christian Ryan Phoenix.
0: Yes, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Wink is still out uh, at the moment. He uh, got a. Uh, uh i don't know about lucrative job but a uh a time-consuming job that i know he loves doing and so in the meantime you get me you get tony and uh it's all good but uh kicking things Let's go bub. kicking things off in uh this day in history 43 bc god it feels like just yesterday before corona right <laughs> octavian later known as augustus compels the roman senate to elect him consul uh essentially became becoming the roman emperor and uh is uh most well known as augustus caesar so uh that's where we get the salad dressing from no i'm just joking
3: augustus glute augustus glute your big fat (laughs) poop.
0: Moving on. This day in 1274, moving on. Edward the First is crowned King of England at Westminster Abbey after returning from the Ninth Crusade. That's back when kings actually went into battle with their troops. They didn't just sit behind and make all their puns do everything for them.
3: You, oh my little squire, you put up a good fort. I'll just sit back here and hit my turkey leg right here, you goes and goes. <laughs>
0: uh, today must have been the day for uh, 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 kings to overturn, because obviously after he became king about a hundred years later, uh, not quite so uh, courageously in 1399, King Richard II of England surrenders to his cousin Henry
3: oh King dick King richard <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it, it sounds to me like uh you know he he wasn't willing to put up a fight to uh, to hold on to that crown now
3: where's your crown King nothing <laughs>
0: ah, more. Turnover of power this day in 1561. Mary Queen of Squat. Uh, C- Queen-
3: Squat'sland. Hello, Squat'sland. This Roy. I'm the Queen of Squat'sland. I like to squat and give up my power. Please, Kristen. The Queen
0: of Squats. Tell
3: us-, tell us about the squatty party.
0: Mary Queen of <laughs> Scots <laughs> arrives in Leith, Scotland to assume the throne after spending 13 years in France. Ooh, yes. Uh, All right, moving on from monarchies to um, witches. This day in 1692, five people are hanged for witchcraft in Salem, Massachusetts. And uh, as we know, it probably wasn't witchcraft. It was more uh, free thought or uh, husbands who were just tired of their wives.
3: Oh, witches! (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was weird. Your soundbite cut out uh, was a little on the low side. Was it? It was. Cut out again. Only at the end. Yeah, I wonder Savage. if there's yeah some sort of weird uh, compression going on. But uh, nonetheless, we move on. This day in 1839, uh, details of Louis de Gaulle's or Daguerre's first practical photograph process are released in Paris. And uh, Louis de is the a uh, forefather of photography. And so that was back in the time where you had to stand still for like three hours to get a clear picture.
3: Could you imagine now selfies like that?
0: Oh, your arm would get tired.
1: Excellent!
0: <laughs> yeah, back in that time when they started photography, they would take pictures of like a city street. And what would develop what looks like a empty city street even though it was bustling cars, people walking by, because it took so long for the exposure to come out that the only thing that was exposed were the things that were stationary.
3: It reminds me of uh, in Ghostbusters 2 when they took pictures of Vigo and that uh, Ray and Egon are uh, getting it uh, developed in that little room there. Uh-huh. And it's just all those faces start appearing and then, yeah, creepy stuff.
0: Creepy stuff. But uh, in any case, without uh, Louis Daguerre, we wouldn't have the phones that are in our pockets every day in our smartphones. So uh, we have to thank him for that. This day. Thanks.
3: Thanks, Louis.
0: (laughs) This day in 1909, a little thing called the Indianapolis 500 Racetrack opens. And of course, uh, you know, the famous race that has uh, gone on pretty much every year since, the Indy 500, which uh, is set to take place, I believe, this weekend with. Out a audience.
3: That's a bummer, but uh, happy that they're able to still do it, though.
0: Yep. Yep. Alright, here's uh, not familiar with the musical, but it's just something that's fun to say this day in 1918. Irving Berlin's musical Yip Yip Yap Hank premieres in New York City.
3: Yip 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 Hank, my name is yip, yip Yip Hank. My name is Jeff. And I am in the, play. the Yip 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 Yip
0: I, I think that is the opening number from the uh, from the musical.
3: Oh, for sure. For sure. It, ha- it has to be.
0: Moving on this day, 1921, a name that pops up uh, from time to time. Mr. Ty Cobb is the fourth to get to 3,000 hits, which uh, back in 1921 is a uh, feat all into itself.
1: Oh, my! He's on fire!
3: I know it wasn't basketball, but... If it were baseball, it'd be Ty Cobb, and that would be his thing. That'd be his jam. Yep.
0: All right. In uh, music history, this day in 1955, WINS Radio announces it will not play the copy version of the R&B classic "Ain't It a Shame." Um, They require that it's the fat. domino version not the pat boone version and uh if you know who pat boone is he is somebody who was brought in to re-record um these early rock and roll african-american hits to make it uh more palatable quote-unquote for the radio and uh obviously nowhere nearly as good as the original fats Domino's original
3: yeah pat when you, it's funny when you say pat boone i remember when he came out and he tried and he covered like metallica's inner sandman <laughs>
1: <It's> it
3: <light. laughs> yeah yeah to never neverland <laughs> it was terrible it was just it was a big steaming pile of garbage
0: yeah pretty much par for the course i mean he is a quote-unquote music legend but uh, only for that reason um I prefer the originals. Speaking of originals, this day in 1967, the Beatles' All You Need Is Love single goes number one. All you need is love, Christian. And I think right now all we need is love.
3: That's right. We're always doing music.
0: (laughs) This day in 1984, um, if you pay attention to what's going on in the news, obviously through the Democratic National Convention, Joe Biden was officially made there Democratic nominee well this day in 1984 Republican convention in Dallas Texas nominates incumbent Ronald Reagan for president which obviously he went on um, to win
3: Ronald Reagan actor
0: <laughs> great
1: Scott Marty
0: <laughs> all right uh... I'm only doing this one because the guy has a killer birthmark. This day, 1991, conservative (laughs) members of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union attempt to depose Mikhail Gorbachev in a coup d'etat. If you remember, he had that weird-looking birthmark on the top of his head.
3: Gorbachev, yes, I have a
0: big thing on the head. (laughs) Today, celebrate me God.
3: Why don't you? We well, celebrate.
0: Speaking of celebrations, as we close out this episode, let's go ahead and run through some of today's holidays. Tony, if you were still in Idaho, you could participate in National Potato Day, which it is today. I missed
3: it! <laughs> Son of a biscuit eating bulldog.
0: Uh, today is National Root Beer Float Day. One Ooh, I would some National Hot and Spicy Food Day, which probably pairs well with a root beer float. Yes. Today is World Photo Day in honor of Louis Daguerre. National Sandcastle and Sculpture Day. Of course, you need sand (laughs) in order to do so. Gotta live
3: by a beach or be at a lake or something.
0: Yep. And it is National Soft Ice Cream Day, which is a weird Way to say it. Soft serve ice Ooh, cream? or Yeah, just
3: soft serve, yeah.
0: Something you, you like melt out in the sun. Go to
3: Mac- McDonald's, like 50 cents. Awesome soft
0: serve cover. There you go. Well, folks, uh, that does it for this episode. We will see you guys tomorrow with a brand new Thursday episode in Florida, man. You won't want to miss it.